0: With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill, And in the month of February, we as a country, we highlight and celebrate the richness in the black community by calling it Black History Month. And as a proud black man, I want to celebrate and highlight other black influential people in the world. So I want you to sit back, enjoy this conversation, but get ready. Next month, we're back talking about money, success, mental health, healthy relationships, you name it. But for this month, I want you to enjoy these conversations. You said in your book that race relations in America are more about how black you are not than how Mm -hmm. black you are. And that the more you step away from your blackness, the more the majority, majority accepts you. Now, bruh, let's be real. That's a huge statement. Help me. Well, not not help me. Help all of us understand (laughs) what you mean by that.
1: Well, let's look at the terminology first, because some people, when they hear blackness, they think of color.
0: Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Welcome back to the table. Connor, we got my boy Lecrae in the building. You guys already know we keep it real relevant and relatable. That's right. We got a BET award winner. We have a Grammy award winner. We have the man.com himself, Lecrae. Lecrae is in the building. Y'all, ladies and gentlemen, can y'all help me? Welcome to the table, my brother, my friend thank you so much for uh, joining me at the table here today. I definitely want to be respectful of your time. Uh, so I have a couple of questions I want to run by you because I read the book, loved the book, and I'm going to dive into some questions that huh, we, need to, we need to talk about. So here's the very first one, bro. You share that a year into your faith, you develop a deep disdain uh, for the black church and you became consumed with having the approval of the white church. Now, brother, I got to ask you why uh, because— I remember a season of my life feeling the same way. Like mm-hmm. I want the approval, I want the blessings um, of the white church. And here's why: be real with you, because I felt I felt more supported by white people than I did by black people. But I'm cons- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm curious, why for you?
1: Um, I, I think you know because I came up in this when I first became a Christian. I didn't know there were different subculture subgroups. I thought it was just everybody loves Jesus, kumbaya, hold mm-hmm. hands and dance. And, um, and then, so I would go to all kinds of different churches. you know, I didn't really care what ethnicity I just thought it was this new family, yeah, and as I would start listening and learning from the, some of the the small town black churches that I would go to, some of the the stuff I was hearing was not consistent with what I would hear at these more astute mm. uh probably more formally educated pastors in the, in these white churches, and so you know i'm 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 a processor, you know, I like to process and think about stuff and and I just am not like, you know, I I believe in science and Jesus, so, you know, it's like how does this work? And so the incompatibility was causing a problem for me early on. And then on top of that, man, I'm just being honest, you know, once some of the white uh, churches and whatnot found out about my gifts and my talents, you know, it was like, wow, you're magical. Come do more things. (laughs) And you just, you love that feeling, you know. (laughs)
0: So I get it. So, all right. So for a season, you went over there. And then Mm -hmm. eventually, as your platform grew, as you started popping, as you started traveling the world. And I I mean, I remember, man. I remember booking you for some things, man. I was like, good gracious, this is Lecrae. Um, I remember that an article came out from you. Well, about you on the Washington Post, and it says you are considered to be like a mascot uh, for the white church. Um, when you heard that, bro, as you're traveling, as you're on stage, and you're killing it. I mean, I remember seeing you at Celebration Church. I remember seeing you at, at Randy Bizet Church where we served together. I, I, I mean, we've been on crazy stages. While you're performing, how did that make you feel that these same people are looking at you as a mascot?
1: It was rough, man. Mm. I mean, just being candidly, it was rough, you know, because you want to be supported by your people. I come from uh the urban culture. I grew up in a predominantly black environment and I never wanted to be disdained by my people. Mm. I wanted to be appreciated. And um and when and when when you feel that sense of like, am I am I a sellout? Mm. Am I Bruh. is that what I am? Like Bruh. that's a terrible feeling. Yeah. And
0: yeah.
1: so you just wanna make sure that for me, it was it was really painful. I just put it to like that.
0: Did you feel like a sellout,
1: bro? I, I think internally I knew there were some things that I I did not agree with and I didn't like, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't feel like I was pushing that agenda. Mm. But there's some things that were happening that I didn't even realize. You know, some sometimes you don't realize you're being co-opted. Mm. Sometimes you don't realize that part of you is being objectified and and all of you is not wanted but a part of you is mm. um and and I saw something earlier earlier and Kanye West spoke about expository teaching yep yep and it and it, it traveled the internet so quickly but that wasn't the only thing he said in the interview that's just the only thing that matched the agenda of christians mm. and so they co-opted or objectified a piece of him when he's a whole person and i think that's what i i I realized what's happening to me in some senses.
0: Wow, you know, sometimes I, <clears throat> you know, I'm often called a sellout uh, because I'm connected to um, Dave Ramsey. Um, mm-hmm. I am ninety, I would say ninety eight percent of our organization is white. Um, mm-hmm. I'm from the urban community. I mean, you know, my brother, I'm from you know San Diego, California. I'm, I'm I grew up in a black community, black black yeah. culture, black church, church of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, man, I, I've had those long nights of crying, um, of, of questioning am I a sellout, questioning my assignment for God. Um, because I, I felt like, okay, wait, do they only like a part of me? Mm, and mm. am I settling just for that part? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had to really uh, go into counseling and start really asking those hard questions for myself. And mm-hmm. so I can relate to your pain, your questions, um, and, and what you're going through because I, I go through that often, you know, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. often have to ask myself, like, hey, are you being your true authentic self, Anthony? Yeah. And wherever you are, you need to be your true authentic self. Absolutely. And if they, they, if they don't accept you, peace out, which is why I'm right. still here uh, because this organization accepts all of me. Do we agree right. on everything? No, nah, we don't. But yeah. um, I love this organization. So I, I get you on that one. Um, yeah. I was reading your book and I wrote this down. I want to, I, and I wrote it down because I want to be straight to your words. You mm-hmm. said in your book that race relations in America are more about how black you are not than how mm-hmm. black you are. And yeah. that the more you step away from your blackness, the more the majority, majority accepts you. Now, yeah. bruh. Let's be real. That's a huge statement. Help yeah. me. Well, not, not help me. Help all of us understand <laughs> what you mean by that.
1: Well, let's look at the terminology first, because some people, when they hear blackness, they think of color. And, um, and we're not talking about color. Uh-oh. All right. So so when we say blackness, we're, we're, we're speaking more about culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uniquely, we have been broken up in this society, in this world that we're in. By our color. Mm. And so when you separate people by their color, they're going to develop similar cultural norms, right? If we were separated by something else, like if we were separated by the size of our fingers, we would have certain cultural norms that would be similar. Yeah. So, so black people, because they've been separated by color, bond together and have these cultural norms. Mm-hmm. And, and people like to. Export some of our culture, the mm-hmm. dancing, the music, some of these things, <laughs> but not all oh, of our
0: culture. On, you teaching, yeah.
1: And so if you're if you're representing all of your culture, specifically in a in a in a, a white dominated society, it's actually frowned upon. So mm-hmm. I, I was telling the story of a good friend of mine who lives in my neighborhood, and um, you know, he's an, he's an executive for a major company. Mm-hmm. A, a black guy, he's on the phone talking to his staff and I drove by him and I said, what's going on, man? He said, hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> and then he texted me later. He said, oh, my gosh, Lecrae, my whole staff now knows what code switching is because they've <laughs> never heard me talk like this before. And so, you know, he had muted his blackness mm. in order to thrive in a white society and that's a a poem uh, I think it was Paul Lawrence Dunbar we wear the mask that grins and lies it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you have to conform in order to fit in to the dominant society
0: do you think code switching is what we have to do we should do or should we be who we are in every single space
1: yeah i don't think code switching is healthy for your mind mm-hmm. i think it's i don't think it's healthy mentally and the reason why i would say that is because you you're you're numbing who you are, who God has created you to be. Come on, bro. The dynamics and the beauty of who you are you're numbing yeah. in order to, uh, you know, function. Yeah. And so you're selling yourself short. We would never imagine, um, you know, American culture having to to go uh, to Japan or, or the Japanese business owners to come to America. We would never imagine... Them not bowing, or you know, or not speaking their language. We would never force that idea upon them. But in in America, there's such a disdain, there's such a historic, I would say, vitriol toward black culture, black people, Mm -hmm. um, that it's frowned upon when you exemplify any of those types of characteristics. And I just want people to know, hey. There's nothing wrong with it. You're made in the image of God. It's beautiful. Wear yeah. your locks and your braids yeah. and whatever. Like yeah. Be
0: who God made you to be. You know, what's so funny, man. I was on a plane. I was actually, I'm going to say the particular airline, uh, but this was an an, uh, an American airline coming back from Israel. And mm-hmm. uh, you know how Muslims, uh, at, at particular times, they have to pray. Mm-hmm. And so on this flight where I would say a predominantly the majority of the people on the flight were American— Uh, two Muslims got up in the middle of the night, in the middle of this time, and started praying. They didn't care about adapting to our culture and our ways. They said, no matter where I am, I'm going to do what I need to be doing and be who I am. And right then and there was the time that switched for me. I'm going to be real with y'all on this show, because it's Lecrae. When I first joined the team here at Ramsey Solutions, I, I started to adapting myself every time I got on the Dave Ramsey show to be pleasing to his audience. Mm-hmm. That's when I started noticing, I started getting a lot of negative reviews. After I saw that, that's when I said, yo, if he could be himself and not be uncomfortable in front of all of us, how come you can't be yourself mm-hmm. in front of all of them? Mm-hmm. The moment I sat there and said, all right, I'm going to be me on the show— that yeah. was the moment that I started realizing people actually receive me better as my authentic self yep. than me just switching up to please them and to sound like Dave and to sound like some yeah. of our other personalities. Yeah. And I, and and I agree with you. We should yeah. not code switch. Now we should learn to adapt, adjust, and overcome. We should learn uh, sure. to, you know, to adapt to our environments, but not change who we are as individuals. Absolutely. And, and
1: it's funny. I, I agree with you. I think. Obviously, everyone has to adapt in some sense mm-hmm. in order to navigate life mm-hmm. right there's there's certain ethic or, or cultural codes you that you function by yeah. and and that's that's a different scenario that's a different story. that's yeah. just general speak. but I think when when something that you should not be ashamed of is is made into something a, a, a picture of shame, that's a problem, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Bible talks about Jesus uh, despising the shame. Like they they tried to shame him uh, for who he really was, yes. you know? Yes. King of the Jews, get out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and I find it funny because when I'm around my white friends, none of them ever switch up the way they talk to be more comfortable around me or my <laughs> black friends.
0: Come on, We bro. do that. Come on, we do
1: that. You know what I mean? Oh, how are you doing today? Good yeah, to see you, Good to see. They don't ever bring up the latest episode of Martin that they watch. Why am I bringing up Seinfeld? You know, I don't. I don't, I don't watch baseball. I watch basketball. All right. Come on. Why bro. am I trying to keep up with like that's that's not acceptable. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And I think. They lose out on the dynamic of, of who we're created to be and
0: how we can contribute to the greater good of yeah. our world and our society. Man, you're hitting it on, man. It just goes back to God fearfully and wonderfully made Lecrae. He fearfully mm-hmm. and wonderfully made Anthony O'Neill. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have flaws, but God made me, and he already knew these are going to be Anthony O'Neill's flaws. Uh, sure. But I still called you for a particular reason and for a particular purpose, so be you. Yeah. Um, but Craig, I, I've gained so much more respect for you over the last few years, man. Watching you grow from years ago, you know, you are one of the main guys who helped my my little brother grow and to exceed into his music career. Um, and so I've been following you, your ministry, your heart, and even just your journey over the last few years. Mm-hmm. But lately, bro, you've been very vocal online. About mm-hmm. uh, the racial stuff we're battling right now. Wes, yeah. where's that fire coming from uh, in you? Because four years ago, you said some things, but you weren't as vocal. But today, mm-hmm. this Lecrae dropping music videos. I mean, you're on IG. I mean, you've become this musical activist. I, I don't, and I want to ask that question because... A lot of my white friends say, does, does Lecrae hate us? Does, does he think <laughs> all white people are racist? Like, like, can you please ask him, like, where is his coming from? And and does he still have love for us, the white mm-hmm. people? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I find that, um, I, I, I hear that a lot. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with the idea that if, it's unfortunate. We, we do not deal well with nuance, mm-hmm. like just as, as people, as human beings, we don't do well with nuance. And so the less we know about somebody or about a culture or about, uh, a, a particular world, the more we're offended when, when, when someone says something that's counter to our world, right. Mm-hmm. When they, when, when, when you say to me, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers are the best team in the world, and I grew up a Knicks fan, I, I feel a little
0: way about that. Wait, do you mean you hate the, the, the Knicks? And, and
1: it's not that I hate the Knicks.
0: I don't like that them, I, them. Oh, there you go. But,
1: but, but it's that I love my team. And right. there's nothing wrong with, with really loving my team. I understand the nuances of my team. And so if you were able to say, oh, I, I spent some time with Lecrae, and I noticed he grew up in L.A. Mm-hmm. He he so embodied in L.A. culture. That his, it was his dad's favorite team. His dad passed away. I see why he's such a, a Lakers fan. That's the nuance of mm-hmm. it. And when you don't take time to understand the nuance, you feel away internally. Mm-hmm. And so when someone's saying, hey, you know, I... I I see some issues in the church. I see some issues with race. Wait, whoa, whoa, where's this coming from? Do you hate us? <laughs> it's like no, uh, I love you. You're right, my brothers and my right, sisters. Right, right. Um, but what I'm saying is that if we're a body collectively, mm-hmm. um, the arm is hurt, mm. and so and so we're supposed to acknowledge that, mm. right? I'm just saying the arm is hurt. Can we acknowledge that the arm is hurt? And it, and 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 that's what we're called to do. And so. Um, it's not hatred, it's raising awareness. Brad, yeah. you,
0: you said it, man. Uh, you, you said it, you know. <clears throat> when one part of the body is hurting, isn't it funny? Our feet can be hurting. Our feet can be the thing that's causing an issue, but our head feels it. Our, mm-hmm. our hands feels it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I wonder, do people understand that? Yeah. As yeah. Christians, if any of our peers are hurting, we all are hurting the Absolutely. body is hurting and we should Absolutely. be we should be more than willing to address that rather than ask the question well just because your feet is hurting doesn't mean that my feet is hurting right or or even or even more
1: if if you're the hand and I'm the foot and i'm saying uh, uh, we're going through some pain i don't feel anything right i, <laughs> I don't feel a thing
0: think you might be exaggerating because I feel fine up here. See, 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 <laughs> see, 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 see. You about to take me somewhere else, bro. You about to take me somewhere else. Oh, my, 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 my. All right, all right, yeah. all, right all right. So we can say mm-hmm. that you don't have any hatred. You hate racism. Uh, you don't hate specific people. Right. Racism is an evil.
1: but But we also have to remember that racism is not— <laughs> Racism is terms too that people struggle with. I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but it's tar- terms. People, yeah. people struggle with terms. Okay. So, so they hate the term white supremacy because when they hear that term in their mind, they see white-hooded figures who are evil and trying to take over. Mm. That's that's not what, what white supremacy looks like. White supremacy is that is when you think about the the top businesses in America, they're all white male dominated, mm-hmm. white men run. The country, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that supremacy—it's mm-hmm. not necessarily like this mm-hmm. this evil thing. It's a it's a reality, right, right, right. And so, as a as a Christian, you should care about these realities that hinder people from being able to shine mm-hmm. and and grow and go where they want to go. When we say racism, racism is not vitriol and hatred, like oh, I hate these people. Mm-hmm. Racism, many times, is unconscious. Come on, right? It's a, it's an unconscious bias that you you're like ah, I just. I would hire Shaniqua, but I just don't. Mm. Will she she even like fit in with us? Ah. I just, we like golf and we like this, Mm. and I just don't even. That's racism. Mm. You you, know, it's not that you hate Shaniqua. It's not that you're like, oh, she's beneath me. It's that Mm. you're in power and you refuse to leverage that for somebody because you're like, "Mm, their race or ethnicity. I just, I don't want to accommodate. It's racism.
0: You know, you just hit on a lot. <clears throat> and when I when I hear you hitting on those things, bro, I, I hear a lot of people have gone through that. They've experienced that in the past. Uh, they've um, been racially profiled. They've been disrespected. They've been lied on. They've experienced some type of trauma from their past, from their childhood, from their previous job, you name it. Mm-hmm. and you've been through a lot of it you know you've mm-hmm. you've openly said you've been through a lot of different things from abuse addictions to fraudulent home experiencing violence and even some depression mm-hmm. one of the things i really love to do on the show is really give people practical because there are some people watching this show right now bro who are mm-hmm. depressed who have gone yeah. through some trauma who have experienced yeah. racism in the past who have experienced being pulled over and racially profiled um mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that you are doing on a daily, um, daily to really mm-hmm. practice moving forward to be healed from your trauma and yeah. what has strengthened your own mental health uh, moving forward?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, part of it is you said it. it's it's moving forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. When you are caught up in arguing and, and trying to prove your point to people who are not interested in progression or transformation Mm -hmm. you're wasting time yeah so 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 let's look at it in tiers tier one i take care of me okay right and that seems very selfish but it's not because if 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 my infant is drowning and i'm drowning if i can't breathe i can't save the infant so i gotta make sure i get air yeah to save the infant right so i take care of me uh, m- mindfulness, meditation, prayer, eating right, exercise—yeah—all those things make sure I'm I'm healthy. I'm saying a, a regular time spiritually connecting with God keeps me healthy and whole, and not listening to these voices that don't know me, mm. but only have perceptions of me. Mm-hmm. Listening to the voices that do know me mm-hmm. and can and can tell me honest, truthful, caring things—even if it's critical—I know they love me, so mm-hmm. it's it's helpful. Second tier is is my loved ones is taking care of them and making sure that they're healthy and 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 being a light into them. And then third tier is using the extra energy I have to take care of me and my family is to leave a little bit of heaven everywhere I go externally to mm. do the work, right? It's not stop arguing your points if you're like, "Oh my gosh, look at I mean some people need to raise awareness." Absolutely, right. right. But but you can't continue screaming about how the schools are terrible if you don't plan on doing
0: something about these terrible schools. Come on, bro. So that's where the difference lies for me. I get you. Tier number one, I love. Um, I'm always always reminded by my therapist. I see a therapist like twice a month. Uh, Not because I'm sick, but because I want to make sure I prevent myself from becoming sick. And she says, make sure that the voices that speak into your life are qualified.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: qualified to to speak into your life because there are a lot of voices, and you get this from having a platform. Just even last night, um, Colin is in here and my marketer. I got 13 emails from people just jumping on me. You you a sellout. You this, you that, you this. And those voices are not qualified to speak into my life. But, you know, Lecrae can. But uh, my brand leader can. But my pastor can. uh, So... Mm -hmm. You gotta really identify who are the voices qualified to speak into your life. Yeah. And you've got to tune out everything else. So what you said right there is 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 so, so crucial. One yeah. of the key voices I believe that talks into our life, man, is is Jesus Christ. And I know some of you are watching my show right now. You're you're not a Christian. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but for, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And on this show, we will talk about Jesus. I'm curious, Lecrae, over the last few years of these of this journey that you have been on. Uh, Tell us about your faith journey over the last few years, man. What are you learning about yourself? What is God revealing to you about others and just more about him?
1: Yeah. Well, one, I think uh, probably the biggest thing I've learned, because you got to remember, I came into the faith with this idea that knowing was growing. Mm. The more I knew, the more I was growing. Knowing is not growing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being. Is growing. Come on, bro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So being a person of character, being consistent, being responsible means you're growing. Knowing what responsibility is does not mean you're responsible.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so I I stopped being overwhelmed with just accumulating empty knowledge, and I started focusing on becoming. Mm-hmm. And what God has shown me in this process is this is that um he is not transactional. Mm -hmm. he's not this God that we want in society that comes in and snaps his fingers and everything's better. Mm -hmm. Microwave, beep, beep, beep. Uh, I need a new attitude change. He's, he is relational. Mm -hmm. So he Mm -hmm. wants to walk with us through that process. Mm -hmm. It's like therapy, right? You talk about therapists. You don't walk into a therapist's office for one session and walk out like, I'm good. No better. It's a journey. It's a, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's the process. And so, Um, God has shown me that he wants to walk with me through it. He's also shown me that he's not going to remove a lot of the problems that I have to deal with. Come on, bro. So he's not going to always take the pain away. He's going to give me uh, the ability to walk through the pain. Mm. Right. So Mm. he won't make the storm stop, but he'll give you an umbrella. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, He'll yeah, give yeah. you a raincoat. Yeah. And 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 that's what we need to start asking God for. Lord, I, I, don't don't take this path away. Give me feet for the path. And that's what God has shown me a lot
0: of in this season of my life. God, God asked Solomon, he said, what do he say? Hey man, ask me for anything you want. Solomon said, yo, I just want wisdom and knowledge. So God, give me the feet for the path along with your wisdom and knowledge and I'll be okay in this journey. Because I know at the end of it, if I have your feet uh, for this journey, and if I have your wisdom and knowledge, I'm going to be Gucci. I'm going to be good. And so that's one of the things that I've been asking God is, Mm. God, give me the wisdom and knowledge because I come from all black all black people around me, all black church. I came from the Bethel church, bitch Rudolph McKissick Jr. out of Jacksonville, Florida. And the oldest historical, it is historic building. uh, It is the oldest Baptist church in the state of Florida from slavery. And so everything was black, 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 black. Then I come here, everything is white, 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 white. And I'm like, God, I need your wisdom because this this ain't me. (laughs) Yeah. Because I don't, like, like, bro, they, I don't know what to do. How do you do. navigate it? Right. right? You, you know, navigate I'm like, oh, what yeah. do I do? And so yeah. um, this journey hasn't been easy, uh, yeah. but it's been the best journey because God's been on it with me, you know, right. and, and I, right. I just absolutely, absolutely love it. You know, in your, in your recent book, man, um, uh, I Am Restored, mm-hmm. you talk about how you lost your religion, but you found your faith. And you guys know how I roll. I don't. I don't talk about a lot of books unless I've read it. Um, unless my um, also my content lady Eva, she's in the building. She's read it uh, because I just want to make sure whatever book we're recommending to you, um, it will bless you. This book uh, will bless you. It's going to reveal some things and it will challenge you in certain areas. But Lecrae, you, you say you lost your religion, but you found mm-hmm. your faith. Can you mm-hmm. break that down for us, bro?
1: Yeah. Um, so the, the way I think we would culturally define religion is um, working to earn acceptance, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm. so it's a set of rules or rituals that you follow. And in following them, what we're saying is that, hey, I'm doing this um, in order for you to accept me and to love me. Mm-hmm. And And faith requires the belief that I'm already accepted. Mm-hmm. And so my actions don't get me more affirmation or love. My actions are just a sincere desire to serve out of the reality that I've already been accepted. It takes a lot of faith to believe that there's nothing you can do to make God love you more or less. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's faith. Yeah. And so, um, so I don't want to get caught up in religion uh, where I'm just doing rituals. You know, it's kind of like coming home, knocking on the door. Hey, sweetheart, how you doing? Um, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. So I got you some flowers because this is what husbands do. Right. Sleeping on the couch. <laughs> Sleeping on the couch. You know what I mean? Right. Now you you come home and you say, I've been thinking about you all day. And man, I just was like, man, on a whim, I said, Let me get you some flowers because you just mean so much to me. You're sweet. Mm. And mm. now it's gonna be a good night. You yes, know what so. I mean? And that's the difference between relationship and religion. And yeah. so it's gonna be a real good night. A real good night.
0: <laughs> We so, may even have a baby Lecrae popping up around here. Hey,
1: and listen, that's a, that's some free lesson. That's a free uh, relationship <laughs> nugget for y'all, okay?
0: You know, no, no no, cost at all. All y'all single people, no no good nights. You know, we, we, we got to suffer together, you know, but uh, y'all married people, y'all better take that nugget. Y'all better take uh-huh. it. If y'all need a good night tonight, you better take that nugget. Go get it some right. flowers and just, just have that smooth talk. Like you said, no, girl, I've been thinking about you. All day, all day, <laughs> yo. So we cannot have Lecrae on the table and not talk about music, like brother, yeah. you Grammy Dove, BET, you name it. Like you, you've you are literally going down in the history books as one of the best uh, hip hop artists um, during my generation, during our times. Some people will call you a gospel hip hop artist, and you're an author. Uh, mm-hmm. with, with which this book is really, um, you dive into some heavy stuff. But lately, your music, bro you've you've been diving into some heavy stuff. And and one thing I've learned about you is y- you tell your story, you deliver your message through your music. Talk to us about this latest album, Restoration, and what this particular project means to you. Because uh, I got to give it to you. You know, some people may get upset when when I say this, and and you all know my heart. Uh, but you, you gave love to Breonna Taylor. You know, you gave love to uh, this this racial thing that we're going in right now. And I have to say, I'm a huge fan of that music video. Um, what what inspired you, bro? Like, what's what's driving this album right now?
1: Yeah, restoration is is that people need a sense of healing. They need a sense of restoration. They need restorative music, mm-hmm. uh, restorative messages, and you know, oftentimes it's very blanketed Mm -hmm. um it's Mm -hmm. like hey whatever you're going through Mm -hmm. and i felt like hey this cultural moment that we're in right now needs to hear a voice to speak specifically to it and a voice that is tuned in with god and and wants to speak to this moment not blanketed and not you know kind of hey whatever is going on out here in society god loves you yeah no, let's talk specifically and let's talk about these issues that are creating tension and yeah. frustration. Yeah. And so, you know, that's a lot of what I wanted to um, to do with the music is give people some pointed truth and encouragement and also reveal my own struggle, yeah. my own pain, my yeah. own trying to navigate that. It's frustrating, you know, yeah. and that's the human condition. I'm, I never try to hide my humanity, right. ever. Right. So whenever I make music, you're going to hear the human part of me, yeah. wrestle, um,
0: and 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 then hopefully come to a place of health and truth. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're doing good in that, man. You're doing good in that. And I, and I thank you. Thank you for your music. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for being consistent um, and just being who God made you to be. Last question, man, as we uh, end this day, I want you to help someone. You know, there are people who feel broken right now mm-hmm. in their own life, mm-hmm. uh, from their past, um, from all the racism stuff that's going on and the systemic injustice uh, mm-hmm. that they are seeing. And maybe they feel rejected, uh, not just mm-hmm. from their church, but maybe from their uh, friends of whatever race. Um, what can they be doing? Uh, ask not they. What can we uh, be doing to embrace our own healing and freedom so we can move forward? Oh, man.
1: Um. I think one is, you know, if if you're, there's there's tiers of this, I guess. So on on one tier, I think you have to take your emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical health mm-hmm. extremely seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a whole person, and so if you're trying to lose weight, you don't just pray the fat away, right? On, you man. go work out. Come
0: on,
1: <laughs> you go work out you got to think holistically about the whole of who you are. So mm-hmm. if you don't know God, um, what I would say to you is that, listen, if you woke up and you feel like you have purpose, you have worth, that worth and purpose comes from somewhere intrinsically. Mm-hmm. If there's no God, then you're just a cosmic accident and it doesn't make sense for you to have purpose or worth, but you do have purpose or worth. So investigate. If you do know God, if you do know the Lord, the tomb is empty today. Mm-hmm. Mm. The tomb is empty. Mm. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through is not bigger than death and separation from God. And so you can always find encouragement that the tomb is empty, regardless of racism, injustice, doesn't hold a candle to death and eternal separation. And if God can beat that, he can beat whatever it is you're facing right now in this moment.
0: Well, listen, bro, we're we, we going to end right there. I don't need to say nothing else. I don't need to <laughs> add-lib to that. I don't need to say nothing. We're going to end that thing right there, boy. That, that's what, that's Lecrae for you. That's why you need to get um, this man booked. Uh, go go get his album. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of Spotify and Apple Music, but I actually purchase his music. Um, I don't purchase everybody's music. I'm going to be real with you, you know? Uh, but I do actually hit that buy now button uh, because I, I'm not just only... Uh, enjoying the music, but I'm supporting this man's cause. Anything else you want to tell the people about yourself? Where can they go to learn more information about you?
1: Yeah. Lecrae.com. Make sure you check me out. All things about me is Lecrae.com. And um, if you ever go on my, my pages on social media, just don't
0: read the comments. I yeah. For yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think my people know that because my comments get <laughs> a little bit crazy too. You yeah, know? Yeah, I, you I, know. I feel yeah. good, man. But y'all, this is why we have a conversation at the table. Uh, because we keep it real, we keep it relevant, um, and we keep it relatable, and we're willing to have the hard conversations and make it kind of easy, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I think we did that today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate you, Lecrae, for your time, for your yeah. wisdom, um, and for just just serving serving the body, man. And so we we love you. My tribe we're going to support you. Get this man's book. Get this man's album. And we'll see you next Monday at eight a.m. Peace.